You're listening to the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast, episode number 19. It's time to look at weight loss in a whole new way. Instead of focusing on calories in, calories out, you'll learn how to use your brain to transform your body and heal your relationship with food. If you're ready to lose your weight for the last time, you're in the right place. Because it's more than what you eat. It's who you are when you're eating. This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. I don't know about you, but I can't stand being in cluttered surroundings. It makes me feel antsy and distracted, and I just can't focus on anything. It drives me absolutely nuts. And nowhere is this more evident than in my kitchen. If the dishes are everywhere and a bunch of clutter is on the counters, I don't even want to be in the kitchen. In fact, when Rob and I end up ordering in dinner when we haven't planned for it, nine times out of 10, it's because the kitchen is a complete disaster. And so today on the podcast, we're talking about cleaning up the kitchen and giving the kitchen the makeover it needs to help you be more successful on your weight loss journey. This process is really so much more than just throwing out all the food that you've labeled as bad or unhealthy, Um, because as we clean out the kitchen, we can also do some work on cleaning up your thoughts around the types of food you choose to keep in the kitchen. And there's something about cleaning out the kitchen and the pantry that feels so cathartic to me. In fact, sometimes when my brain feels so muddled, giving the house a good clean helps me get some clarity. And this is more true in the kitchen than anywhere else in the house for me. And when you think about it, who doesn't love a good makeover, right? It's such a great way to sort of wipe the slate clean and have a fresh start. Rob and I actually clear out and organize our pantry every few months, and it always sparks improvements in the way that we eat. And I think that part of the reason is that sometimes when I walk into the pantry and the shelves are overflowing with half-empty boxes of crap and I can't find what I need, I end up frustrated and not really wanting to put the effort into preparing what I've planned to eat for the day. And so it just starts to feel so much easier to grab something convenient. And at least in my house, convenient often means something not compatible with my long-term weight loss goals. And here's the reason why having an organized kitchen is so darn important when it comes to weight loss. It's because your environment affects your eating habits more than you think. In fact, I read this statistic somewhere that said we make about 250 food choices per day, and most of them have nothing to do with hunger. They're actually determined by what's going on around you as well as your habits and routines. Now, on the one hand, this is great news because it means you can help yourself eat better by changing your environment. But then on the other hand, it also means that you have to become more aware of how your environment is actually affecting you. Because there are two parts of your brain that are involved in decision-making. You have your primitive brain, which is also called your habit brain or your automatic brain or your lizard brain. And this part of the brain is really responsible for keeping you alive and keeping you safe. And 
it likes to use the least amount of energy possible. And so when it notices that you're starting to repeat the same actions over and over, the primitive brain goes, hey, you know, let's make this easier. Let's make it a habit. And then you start doing those actions automatically without thinking about them. That's the definition of a habit. And so let's just say, for example, you keep a bowl of nuts on your living room table. And every time you pass that table, you grab a handful of nuts. Before long, your primitive brain is going to kick in and say, hey, let's make this a habit. And then every time you walk past that table, you're going to grab a handful of nuts without even thinking about it. It just becomes automatic. So part of the kitchen makeover involves really looking at your kitchen and even your your whole house to see where are your triggers and your cues to start eating mindlessly and include that in your plan for when you're cleaning and organizing your kitchen and your house. All right, so I mentioned that there were two parts of the brain involved in decision making. That's the primitive brain, the first part. And then the second part of your brain is what we call your prefrontal cortex. And This is the part of the brain that makes you human. It's the part of the brain that can deliberate and weigh the pros and cons of something and intentionally make a decision. And so when we're approaching our kitchen, we need to use our cortex to identify and remove all of those environmental cues so that the primitive brain doesn't even have a chance to make those unhealthy habits that sabotage our weight loss efforts. And so if you take a moment to walk through your kitchen and walk through your house, are there triggers that you can identify that make you eat? Like a common one for many people is, you know, if you come through the garage to get into your house and the kitchen is right there? Are you in the habit of going right to the fridge to grab a snack? Or are there bowls of food in different parts of the house that you walk by and and grab? Um, Just take a look at your environment and notice um, if there's anything that may be triggering you to eat when you don't really want to. And so the other thing to know about environments is that if food is in your house, someone is going to eventually eat it and that someone is probably going to be you. So if you've been following the podcast and if you've been making decisions ahead of time by doing your 24-hour plans for food, and we talked more about this in episode five, then what happens often is that when life throws a wrench at you and it inevitably will do do so, and then when you have a bad day or you don't do your 24-hour plan or you get an urge or feel the need to emotionally eat, you're going to eat the food just because it's there. And so getting rid of the foods that you don't want to eat or that you don't eat on a regular basis can actually help you in terms of your decision making when you do eat off plan. And really what the bottom line is, is that a kitchen makeover helps you stay in control. It helps you feel like you're in control and that you have a say over what you put into your mouth on a daily basis. Because as we mentioned before, it really helps you to remove all the cues that trigger you to eat when you don't really want to. And what this does is it takes away the need to constantly have to use willpower to say no to the foods in your fridge or your or your cupboards that you simply don't want to eat. Like think about this. If 
Well, let's say Oreos are your kryptonite, for example, and you always have them in the house. Like, Think of how it feels to have to constantly look at them and fight the urge to eat them, right? It's painful sometimes, and it's an effort, and we don't have to exert that effort if we simply take them out of the house. And that old cliche, out of sight, out of mind, well, it it actually rings true in this situation. And, you know, another thing that happens when you have just too much stuff in your pantry is struggling actually with too much choice. And, you know, have you ever, you know, opened your fridge and stuck your head in there and just said, oh, God, there's too much. I don't know what I want to eat. Or (laughs) what often happens to me is I open the fridge and I look in and I'm like, eh, I don't want to eat any of the things in here. But anyway, when you have too much choice, that can sometimes paralyze you and you will just grab the first thing that you see, which again, for many pantries, isn't necessarily the types of foods that are going to help you long term on your weight loss journey. And I actually always think of Charlie... Um, our family pet in this situation because it's so funny if um, if you give him two cookies so if you have one in each hand and present them to Charlie he has no idea what to do with that he'll look at, at both of your hands and he'll sniff each of the treat and he'll just walk away he can't figure out what the heck to do when he is presented with two treats. And I'm guessing for most of you, if you struggle with weight, you might not be saying no, you might be saying yes to both. Or like I said before, you might just be reaching for the most convenient thing, which often isn't the best choice for you. And so really what we want to do is make your kitchen the Switzerland of your house. So it's no longer going to be this food war zone where you're constantly looking at something and saying no or feeling an urge to eat something and having to use willpower to to pass it by. We just want it to be this total neutral zone that happens to store your food, just a room in the house that's for cooking and eating and socializing with friends and family. And there's just no more emotion attached to it. So that's the goal. So to accomplish this, to really make your kitchen a neutral zone, you first have to prepare yourself and have a plan. And remember that this is not really about going crazy with the garbage bags. It's about being very intentional and creating a kitchen that works for you rather than against you. So the first step is to really tune into and remember what's important to you. So review your goals. Is your goal weight loss? Is your goal better health? Is your goal to feel more vibrant and energetic and confident? So take a look at your goals and look at your kitchen and see if they're compatible. And really remember your why power. Why are those goals so important to you? If you can really connect to that before you get started, this process just becomes so much easier. So I recommend that you try to visualize yourself at your ideal weight. Like really feel into it. Close your eyes. Take a nice deep breath. Notice what clothes you're wearing. And notice how good it feels, how strong, flexible, energetic, and healthy you feel. Really tap into that feeling before you get started cleaning out the kitchen, because it will help you throw out some of the things that you might have a little bit of an emotional attachment to. And another thing to keep in mind here is this concept of 
immediate versus delayed gratification, right? There's probably many things that you're keeping in the kitchen that you're keeping on hand just in case, right? Just in case you have a bad day or just in case company comes over. And what you're allowing yourself to do when you keep those foods in the house is you're allowing yourself to give in to that need for immediate gratification and prioritizing that over your long-term goals. So that's another benefit of cleaning out the kitchen is that you really allow yourself an opportunity to practice delayed gratification rather than always giving in to the urges as they come up. And so that's the first step is just remembering what's important to you and tapping into your reasons why those things are important to you. And then the second step is to know what you're actually eating. Because the caveat in all of this is that you still want your kitchen to be stocked realistically, right? What I don't want you to do is just go throw out all of the things that you normally eat on a week-to-week basis because you think they're unhealthy or bad for you. So if you've been making decisions ahead of time about what to eat by using your 24-hour plans, then your kitchen still has to include all the things that you are currently planning for. You know, for example, if you eat rice once or twice per week, then make sure you keep rice in the pantry. If you allow yourself an Oreo cookie, one Oreo cookie after dinner every night, then keep the Oreo cookies in the pantry. But if you're keeping a bag of chips in there just in case company comes over, those have to go. And so what I suggest you do is actually sit down and look at the meals that you've been planning for yourself over the past couple weeks and make a list of the things that you do need to keep in your fridge and your freezer and your pantry to make sure that they're still on hand when you need them. All right, that's what you need to do for the prep work. And now you're ready to get started with the actual cleanup. And we're going to start this off nice and easy by just throwing out anything that's expired or stuff that's been in the pantry for years, just in case, or the stuff that's growing fur in your fridge, right? Definitely throw all that stuff out. And I recommend also that if you haven't opened it or if you haven't used it in the last six months, just toss it. And while you're in the fridge and in the pantry, try to declutter too. Because do you really need six jars of pickles with only one pickle in each of them? Just try and tidy things up so that we can make lots of room for you to feel that space and for you to fill that space with foods that will help you on your weight loss journey. All right, now the next step is throw out all the junk food. Just toss it. Why? Because it really isn't even food to begin with. It's only there to be a party in your mouth and it has no permanent place in your kitchen. I'm not saying you can never eat this stuff. I'm just saying don't regularly stock it in your kitchen. And again, the exception here is if it is something that you put on your plan to eat regularly, then go ahead and leave it. But even then, Think about how you're planning that food and how often you're actually eating it, right? For example, if you plan to have cheese and crackers every once in a while for a snack, but you find yourself always going into the pantry and mindlessly grabbing a handful of crackers when you haven't planned for them, then in that situation, you have a couple of options. And if you remember back that out of sight, out of mind theory, if you don't have the crackers in your cupboard, then you aren't going to be mindlessly grabbing 
them. So you have a decision to make. You can choose to get rid of the crackers or you can really keep them and put those crackers in a difficult spot. So you have to put a big effort into actually getting them when you plan your cheese and crackers. So don't have them at eye level at the front of the cupboard so that the first thing you see when you open the door, put them somewhere inconvenient so they're still out of sight and out of mind, but they're available to you if you do plan to have cheese and crackers as a snack. And Another example is that for many of these foods, it's possible to buy smaller portions of things. So if you think that you're going to be tempted to just grab a handful of this or that simply because it's there, look to see if this is an option. So, you know, for example, I have a client who treats herself to chips every Thursday. Um, She just carves out Thursdays for a day for herself and she plans to have chips. So rather than having like a big Costco sized bag, of chips in her house on Thursday morning, she just walks down to the convenience store and buys one single snack size bag of chips. And that's what she has. So she thoroughly enjoys her chips on Thursdays, but she's not tempted by them during the rest of the week. And so when you do this, all of the crap that you don't regularly plan for has to go. So this includes all the chips, the cookies, the candy, the sweetened drinks, the sodas, all the things. And organic cookies are still cookies, so they got to go too. And remember, if you want to plan cookies for one day, go ahead. Just buy the cookies when you need them and only buy what you plan for and no more. Just don't stock them regularly in the kitchen. And you also want to get rid of all the instant foods like cake boxes or craft dinner or chef boyardee. All of those things got to go as well. And again, I'm not saying you can't eat these foods. I'm just saying that if you want to plan craft dinner for lunch one day, go ahead and put a box on your grocery list for for the week. Just don't buy a whole case of it to have on hand just in case. Because you know that if you do have a case of it, you're going to be tempted to make yourself a box one day when you haven't planned for it. Again, this is all about out of sight, out of mind. And you know, it's the same for cake boxes. I'm not telling you to never make a Betty Crocker cake. All I'm saying is don't keep it in your pantry just in case you need it one day. Else you'll end up like like me in a midnight baking frenzy when you have a chocolate craving. And we definitely don't want that happening. And so when you plan to make the cake, go buy the box. And don't forget the freezer here either. The ice cream has to go. And if your frozen yogurt is full of added sugar, it gets tossed too, right? And again, if you plan for ice cream regularly, then just keep one container, one flavor in the freezer and make it as easy as possible for yourself in that way. And as you go through this process, as you start to throw out some of these foods that you you might feel some resistance throwing out, just take a look at your brain. What is your brain offering you up? Are you negotiating? Are you justifying? Are you making certain excuses to keep certain foods in the cupboard? Like there are a a few common excuses that pop up when you go through this process. And one of the most common ones is, I hate wasting food. I hear this one all the time. And there are a few strategies for you with this. You know, one is anything non-perishable that you want to throw out. If you can, just donate it to a food bank, right? And, you know, the second piece of this is really 
thinking about this. I hate wasting food. And my question to you when you have this thought is, is food not wasted on your body if it has no nutritional value, if all it's going to do is feed your fat cells and move you farther away from your goals, is that not a waste as well? So when you notice your brain offering up that thought, I hate wasting food, see if you can take a step back and ask yourself the reasons why. And if you're really wasting food, if you're throwing out food that serves no benefit for you other than having a party in your mouth. Right. And another one I hear all the time is it was on sale. (laughs) Right. You go to Costco or you go to the grocery store and you buy this huge case of something because the case is on sale, or you buy an extra bottle of ketchup or a jar of pickles because they're on sale and then they sit in your pantry forever. Right. And here's what I want to say to that is I've actually compared my grocery bills to when I started buying things just when I need them to before when I used to buy things when I saw them on sale. And I actually spend way less on groceries over, you know, a six month period or so by only buying what I need. So even if it's on sale and you think you might be saving yourself money, you're probably not, especially if half of that food is just going to end up sitting for months and months in your pantry. All right. So another one I hear is, you know, but my kids or my husband likes it. And you've got a few options when it comes to this as well. And the first thing I'll suggest, of course, is if you can to sit down and have a conversation with your family and allow them the chance to understand why you want to get rid of these foods and also just make it clear to them that we're not saying, no, we're never going to have these foods. We're just not going to keep them in the pantry all of the time, right? And then the other thing is if your family is simply not willing to let go of certain foods, then just remember that out of sight, out of mind theory and put those foods somewhere where you can't easily see it. So tuck it in the back of a cupboard somewhere, put it on a high shelf, put it somewhere where you're not going to be tempted by it every time you see it. And then the final thought that I hear on a fairly regular basis is that it's for special occasions. And Oftentimes, what you're really telling yourself when you have this thought is that you know you're going to have a bad day one day and you're going to want the comfort of that food. And so this is just your primitive brain trying to keep you safe and making you prepared for that inevitable bad day when you're going to want to emotionally eat. But here's the thing. If the foods that you use to comfort yourself aren't easily available, you will start to look for other, more healthy ways to comfort yourself. And if you really, really need that food, there's nothing stopping you from going out and getting it. But in that moment, in the moment when you have the urge to emotionally eat and your comfort foods aren't there, you're at least giving yourself the opportunity to take a step back and say, hey, you know what? I don't need this food. What I really need is... Um, comfort, a bath, a walk, some time to myself, a hug from my spouse, whatever it is. It gives yourself that opportunity to check in and really evaluate what it is that you really need. 
I'll say that as you do go through this process, your primitive brain will absolutely have a meltdown. (laughs) It just will, because it's going to think that if you throw out all of your favorite treats, that you're never going to get to have them again. And so when if this happens, if you start to feel all of that resistance and your primitive brain starts freaking the heck out, just remind yourself that that primitive brain is only doing its job. It's trying to protect you. And so you can respond to that voice with some self-compassion and just reassure yourself that that primitive brain of yours can have the treats whenever you plan for it, right? All we're trying to do here is take away the opportunity for you to binge on these things when you haven't planned to eat them. And the other thing to keep in mind is your primitive brain loves to be rewarded. So when you throw out that treat food, pat yourself on the back, do a little happy dance in the kitchen, celebrate the fact that you threw it out. This will actually give your brain a nice little dopamine hit and it will settle down that temper tantrum. Okay, so that is the cleaning out phase of the kitchen makeover. The final phase is to stock your pantry in your kitchen with the healthy foods that you love and that you're ready, willing, and able to eat over the week. And so this, again, requires a little bit of planning and that you have to look at what you intend to eat for the following week and be prepared so that you can have those things ready. The last thing that we want is for you to do this amazing job of cleaning out the pantry and then not having what you need when you go to to cook and then just going insane and going back and buying all of those cases and falling back into your old your old patterns. No, that's not what we want. What we want is for you to have this nice clean organized kitchen that's full of the foods that you love and that you intend to eat and that are also compatible over the long term with your health and weight loss goals. All right, that is what I have for you today. If you are interested in learning a little bit more about how to stock your kitchen for a healthy, balanced diet, just head on over to the website and download our free nutrition guide. You can find that at www.waysahealth.com forward slash nutrition dash guide. And the link for you will be in the show notes as well. All right. Have a great week.